Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And do we really care if Disney parks have IP or they're IP free? Man, that's the question, right? Like, you go on Twitter and you start talking about IPs in the parks and you are likely to stir up an S-storm. Uh, I actually kind of really enjoy it every once in a while. I'll just kind of throw something out about an IP at, at, at Epcot. And oh my God, the stuff that comes out, you know, you get 400 retweets and half of them are people who hate you want to end your life because God forbid you want to put an IP in Epcot. But what would Walt do? You know, oh my goodness. So hey, might as well talk about it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean it's the hot point. <laughs> it's gotta gotta talk about it. Do you really care, John? Honestly. I don't, with everything that's happened in the past decade, two decades or so, with the addition of everything that's come into the park, Star Wars, um, how everything's done now, we got this Toy Story Land, just to name a few. I'm surprised Epcot, now I know, Ryan, you touched on Epcot, I'm surprised Epcot doesn't have more. Um, I think it's going to only be a matter of time. I mean, yeah, we've got frozen with the ride there we're seeing moana very shortly here um with the new addition that's coming there it's gonna happen it, there's there's no doubt about it um it's gonna happen but at the same point you get some really cool stuff out of it you get some really really immersively themed stuff um i'm for it part of me is kind of like but walt wouldn't do that but times have changed folks You've got to adapt. You've got to adapt to what the theme park industry works with, especially the folks down the street from Disney here. Look what Universal's doing. Look what's going to happen with Epic Universe in a couple of years here. You got to compete. You got to compete somehow. And if it means IPs, bring in the IPs. So look, for those of our listeners who are not the uh, from the geek kingdom that we all are from, um, if they weren't aware, IP or intellectual property is any creative property that can hold a copyright, patent, or trademark. And uh, some of Disney's really classic IPs are over 100 years old and coming up for expiration. Uh, you know, Mickey was up and there was an act of Congress, literally, that kept him a protected IP. And he's coming up with 100 years again. So uh, I don't know if Congress is going to introduce that bill to protect him. But the intellectual property... Um, has kind of creeped into the movement, if you will, at the parks. And as Ryan says, there's there's something. What I think is interesting about this phenomenon is uh, original 
concepts that were not IP, mainly out of Disneyland, over the years have become IP, right? Uh, the biggest one being Pirates of the Caribbean. That was designed uh, as a storytelling ride with no basis of, of anything. And uh, it became an IP and a franchise. And then obviously, you know, Haunted Mansion is the news. They did a Jungle Cruise movie. Uh, so this reverse effect has happened too, which really confuses newer people experiencing the park that to them, everything might seem like an IP. Um, but a lot of original, you know, rides and concepts, some of the favorites, some of the classics were non-IP based, right? Space Mountain is still non-IP based, right? And that's one of the classics. It's a small world. Um, you know, you look at Soren and the popularity of that. Um, I think the most recent, if you go globally, um, the last time they did a non-IP attraction was around 2013 or maybe 2017 with um, uh, in Hong Kong with that Mystic Manor. So if you look at that, it's been, you know, five, six, seven years, everything else that's been built has been IP based. And a lot of the stuff that's online is maybe potentially greenlit projects that are going to come down the road seem to be IP based. But you're right. People are passionate about it e either way. Um, as long as we're getting entertainment, I, I really don't care either. Um, but I remember the controversy. Epcot was going to be no IP. You'd never see Mickey Mouse at Epcot on October 1st, 1982. And then slowly they made their way in, right? And I don't, why do you think people get so upset about it? Well, the first thing is, I'm going to throw in right away, is that number one, the Mickey at Epcot, when he was introduced at Epcot, was also the best Mickey. I'm just going to throw it out. Spaceship Mickey was, yeah. was amazing. <laughs> uh, like that was childhood dreams for me, right? But um why do people get mad it's a great question i think i think it's like any fan base right like you get so wrapped up into your own feelings about this place right that you start to forget that like it needs to change and evolve for other people to enjoy it the way that you enjoyed it and then when that happens, it's, I mean, it's like baseball, right? Like baseball, and it's a weird comparison, but how many rule changes have we seen in baseball in the last year that the older generation is really upset about, you know, the, the pitch clock and like all this stuff. Right. And they get really mad at it because it's like, that's not traditional baseball. Like there should be no DH in the national league, right? Like all that stuff, but like it's drawing a younger audience. And, and that's, and that to me is the big, the, the crux of the, of the, of the issue here right is it's like we need to understand are people really that mad over tradition to the point where they would realize or be okay with disney folding and going under because that's potentially what could happen if they didn't make these changes right if they didn't find places for these wildly popular ips that are bringing in a new audience to the disney parks so i can't answer why other than it, the only thing i can assume is tradition Right. Oh, there's, no, there, there's no doubt, you know, when Maelstrom was replaced for Frozen, you know, was a great example. But to your point, Ryan, it brought all these other people into Epcot that wouldn't go because, you know, everything was frozen and I had to be there with my kids, you know.
Yeah, and let's be honest, and, and we've talked about this probably a dozen times on this show. Maelstrom was great, but it was at a point where it was a 10-minute line. And it's been how long now since Frozen was put in there? Six, seven, eight years at this point? Right. And it's, it's still an good, hour line. Yeah, there's always a good line now. It's right. It, it's it's the exact same track. It's it's just a different different design of for the for the show. It's it's the same ride and look what it does. Look what an IP does. And don't get me wrong, like I would love for Maelstrom to still be there. I could care less about Frozen. But you know what? I've got a daughter who wouldn't have wanted to go to Epcot if it wasn't for the fact that Frozen was there. She That's wouldn't want to go if she didn't have the opportunity to meet Anna and Elsa. She wouldn't, you know, and, and they totally took the Norway Pavilion, which was basically on its last breath, and they flipped it. And now it's one of the more popular pavilions in the World Showcase. And people question whether it's really Norway or it's Arendelle, right? So, yeah. right. Um, look at so getting back to the crux of this, you go all the way back to Disneyland. Um, Walt said, "Okay, I'm only going to have my IPs in Fantasyland, right?" That was his thought. You can argue Jungle Cruise was based on True Life Adventures. You know, you can you can argue that you know, Mark Twain and Tom Sawyer Island, that's an IP. It wasn't a Disney IP, but it was a classic American history, right? So it's still, you know, that's the question too. Even the things that are non-IP, were they based on IP, right? I mean, let's be honest, a lot of those early Disney movies weren't really even Disney IP until they were turned into Disney IP anyway, right? There was was a lot of stuff that was taken from the 1800s and from old novels and old stories, and they were sprinkled with a little bit of Disney pixie dust, and now all of a sudden they're a Disney IP. Yeah, well, a great example of that was uh, Davy Crockett, right? That was a TV series and everything, and that became the crux of Frontierland, and kids were wearing coonskin hats. So he started with Fantasyland. My point is he did let Davy Crockett kind of merge into, into the attractions at Frontierland, right? Tomorrowland was nothing more than uh, an exhibition for sponsorship because they had nothing to go on to 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 put there so they're you know they're desperate for some sort of corporate sponsorship to get something in there to look at and see and so you know yeah okay we'll put the ips in fantasy land so that was the concept and then eventually you know there's no such thing as an original thought people say right it's all based on something to your point they're they're reintroducing something in a way in a shape or form but it was okay. We were okay with that for a while. Um, now people some somehow are just the Tower of Terror was an original attraction, but it's based on a TV IP. Again, it wasn't a Disney IP. There's a lot of non, by the way, Disney IPs that have creeped their way into the parks, and th- that being one of them, right? Indiana Jones is another one. They're, they don't own the IP, but the IP got in there and the license got in there to go to the park and. I think sometimes those are like the borderline ones that are, are interested to people. Um, I, you know, look at, I mean, people are going to get upset or they're not. Um, what is your favorite non-IP ride, John? That's a hard one. Um... Well, can I clarify before John answers? Favorite non-IP ride or favorite ride that is not already an IP now because of how popular the ride was. Because there's right. a number of rides that became IPs, like John's buddy Figment, 
right? Yeah. It was an IP created specifically for Epcot, who's now much more than that, right? right. So, yeah. yeah, so I would say, I would clarify, when the attraction was built, they were non-IP. Yeah, so just to so, clarify, you're, and you're saying roller coaster here, right? No, attraction. Any, okay, attraction. any ride. Um, Figment, it's okay. I mean, that's the obvious choice, but I'm not picking Figment here. I mean, one <laughs> I'll say, one I'll say in Magic Kingdom is Big Thunder. I mean, that is a fun ride. That that's one that's not that's not an, that was never intended for an IP. Uh, and just look at the popularity of what it is now. I don't even know who you are anymore, John. Seriously, like you're Why, not gonna... because I didn't pick Figment. Is it, is it is it because we've been giving you grief for four years that you're finally just be like, you know what, I don't like Figment anymore? Because oh, I love. Work. Doesn't work. Figment's over your shoulder in the video I'm looking at right now, John. Like oh, it doesn't there's, work. There's no, there's no hate in Figment. <laughs> I mean, I can't pick the obvious choice anymore. I mean, everyone knows if 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 I came to it, I'd pick Figment. Is it so because Lotso time... doesn't have an attraction? <laughs> For those who I have just, just, I just flipped Ryan off here, folks. You have no idea what we're talking about. You got to go back away. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm, Brian, I'm, what's I'm yours? not going to lie here. I, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the day when this figment meet and greet comes that we've been told is coming this summer. Uh, folks, we're taping the show at the end of June here, and I'm waiting for the chance to hear the announcement of this meet and greet, uh, because that's one I've already talked to my wife about that I can't wait to do with my son. Because he's already he's already loving Figment. We watch the TikToks, the YouTube videos, whatever, and he already loves Figment. So I can't wait for that. Okay, <laughs> we're all excited. <laughs> Car Carl's dumbfounded right now. The enthusiasm is strong on this side of the of video. <laughs> Ryan, what's your favorite uh, non-IP? You know, truthfully, the first thing that came to mind when you asked John was Big Thunder for me as well. Right, it, it really was. Um, you know, but there's more that we could choose from from there. I mean, Space Mountain uh, is another one, is another attraction that I, if I was if I was uh, seven inches shorter and 150 pounds lighter, I would probably still list that in my top spot. Yeah, no, you have to pick something I'm not, else. <laughs> not, so uh, I can't go there. Um, uh, so if I had to choose something different, I, you know, I'd probably go to Soren. Yeah. Is my next my next favorite behind Big Thunder that I thought of? Yeah. So we'll, we'll go with Soren. That's cool. I, I would go with uh, Expedition Everest. Yeah. For me, you know, that's, and that's more current. Um, I like some of the old classic ones, but at least like you've picked Soren and Big Thunder Mountain, at least all three of those also have not turned into an IP, right? right. So those are non-IP that we like you know, the storytelling aspects of those attractions, right? They do tell a story within, um, and that's kind of the same creativity that people who produce movies, Disney movies are famous for storytelling. Disney Imagineers can tell a story through an attraction. And I think all three of those are great examples of how people have told the story without the benefit of a background IP, which gives you sets the tone and gives the rider a preconceived notion about what they're supposed to have, right? When the IP is there, they know the background story, even though, you know, when you go on Frozen, it's not scenes out of the movie. It depicts after the movie, a visit to, to the castle, right? So it's kind of a continuation of the, the, um, 
the, the story, right? Whereas, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean now has scenes of it that if you look really close in the franchise are actually in the franchise from the from the attraction, right? So uh, it's it kind of, the line starts to blur what's IP and what's not IP, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and actually, as you were saying that, that blurriness already in my mind is I'm like, well, you know, Tinkerbell does show up in Soren, right? So she does show up in both the original and the current. <laughs> uh, and also, you know, they're really pushing for the Yeti, even though he's non-functional, to possibly be one of those IPs that's created. <laughs> uh, you know, if you walk through that shop now, like they're Yeti everywhere, right? At, at, at that. So Disney, you know, I think that's part of Disney's focus too, is like for everybody who hates IPs, I think you got to look back and realize that Disney's like, they actually want to drive IPs out of the parks these days. They realize that there's potential to do that. Um, and why wouldn't they? Look at how many IPs have been derived from the parks after they started as just attractions. So, right. you know, they can make more money. They can make more money on um, souvenirs. They can make more money at the box office and, and Disney Plus and all these other places. So th I think that's a reality we're going to have to get used to. I think from a business sense, though, you know, it does make sense for Disney to be going to that catalog of IPs and building attractions around it. It reinforces a brand. Um, and I think the critics have said, you know, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Or you couldn't be doing that. And Disney's position has been from, you know, from everyone from Ibert to Chapik to Eisner was, hey, if our competitors had this catalog of of uh, great IPs, they'd be doing this too. But they don't have it. We have it. So screw you. We're going to build IP rides in the park, right? Before Because no one else can. So the acquisition for all of these things in the catalog, there's still things that haven't been leveraged, but they pretty much do. I mean, Star Wars, Muppets, you know, Marvel, it's all it's all there they they try to um they try to get that catalog um oh they own lucasfilm now too they right mm -hmm. is indiana jones part of lucasfilm it is part of lucasfilm oh so they see pretty much anything harrison ford's ever started is now owned by disney <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that even the fugitive is now owned by disney <laughs> um uh no i mean you know, the other thing I was thinking about, you know, to your point, Carl, in terms of like the competition, you can go all the way back to Walt Disney. And this was always my favorite thing to uh, agitate the what would Walt fans uh, with, which was Walt himself said that they have to be able to adjust and change. Right. So there was never there was never an idea from Walt that was supposed to be static. There was never an idea. It defeated the purpose of what he was trying to do to be static. So. Uh, you know, what would the parks like be like with no IPs? I, I don't know, right? But I don't think the very first thing that was ever built, the centerpiece of the very first thing that was ever built was an IP. And that was Snow White's Castle, right? And Snow White's Castle was a stolen IP, basically, from the yeah. Brothers short stories. So uh, along with majority of the other princesses in Disney's folklore, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I, th I think the one place where somebody may have something to say about it and, and I can sit back and go, okay, I get your point is Epcot, 
that's the one place that we can go to, but that's over. That's Too late. So, so over at this point. It's not even close or remotely funny to how, how close it is. That ship has soared. That's it. That ship has soared. That ship has gone back to the uh, back to the Stone Ages. That ship has uh, gone down next to an abominable snowman. It's, yeah. Okay. So I have a thought now here. Think about it this perspective. Let's let's try to make this into a little game. Um, think about the non-IP stuff that is in all the parks, Disney World or you can go Disneyland too. But the non-IP stuff. I want you to put on your Imagineering hat and say, what could I do to this non-IP and what IP could I introduce into it that would make sense and convert it to an IP attraction? I'll give you an example. We were just talking about Soren, right? What if we said it was Soren over the world with Aladdin and Jasmine? Yep. So now you're on their magic carpet doing all the things that they do, right? So that's where I'm going with. So if you guys want to think about it for a second, take a stab at it, pick a non-IP ride, introduce an IP to it for fun and see what we can come up with. Can we get can we get um, some like Jeopardy music playing in the background or something while we think? John? So I've got one, this, this one, the IP, key theme already exists in Disneyland, but it'd be a great way to incorporate it into Disney World, especially Epcot, would be test track and cars. Because let's face it, the design of the new version of test track sucks. The original was leaps and bounds better. It made sense. It's time for a rebrand of the ride. And I think you could do that with test track and a different feel but bringing the folks over cars i mean it, it it works really well it's um i mean it, it's been done right in cars land right it's been kind of done but but I, I do have to say that i know a lot of people who don't like the change uh of test track but man alive john i think you lead the pack i don't think i've ever heard anybody as passionately against the new version <laughs> As you are. <laughs> I know I know the track and everything's the same as the original, but it's just something about the, the test track, the dummies, all that. It made sense. It made sense. I'm sorry, this new modern thing. I don't know if it's the the real heavy involvement with Chevy stuff being really heavily pushed with OnStar and all that, which I have no I have nothing against. I'm a big Chevy fan as it is. I'm I love Silverado's like nobody's business, but it's way too commercialized and it needs to change. Wasn't it originally owned by GM? I mean, the original yeah. Crash dummies were an IP actually, because they were they were owned and used by GM. World of Motion was by GM, right? And they wanted a refresh. Disney wanted to get excitement into the attraction and fast uh, join, the, join the club. And so GM paid twice. They paid for the original sponsorship and then paid for for uh test track so they were all in i got another one for you we can knock out the ones that we talked about first now so that's the okay. first two of the first ones we talked about let's go over to uh big thunder mountain uh you could totally use the lone ranger um and put an ip in there and have that wild wild west theme so is still. the lone ranger a disney ip 
it is. It is now. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's it's I thought it was Zorro. Disney Studio Motion Pictures. Wow. Wow. That I'm thinking. I was thinking for. <laughs> I was thinking for Big Thunder. Put Home on the Range in with all the cows. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. You could also do Wild Wild West. Wasn't Wild Wild West Disney too, owned by Disney or no? No, that was Warner Brothers. So, no. That was Warner Brothers. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I you know, so the Lone Ranger rides again on Big Thunder. Um you know, they tried to do introduce an IP to the Enchanted Tiki Groom and it made a bad thing worse. And so I don't know if I would look to do that as a Moana makeover with uh or uh what was uh was it he he hey 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 might be the dumbest character ever created yeah I don't think that's gonna work either so um but I think there's one I we might have talked about this one I think this would be cool and it needs a makeover um Tomorrowland Speedway let's turn it into wreck it ralph with the sugar rush cars mm. speedways kids running around introduce that whole concept there i think that would fit the cars if you see them drive kind of look like those cars so it'd be an easy lift and um you know that would be a lot of fun you could put uh you know some laser guns in there with the cybugs and all the other different stuff that was in wreck it ralph so are we uh, are we getting rid of the uh, the gas powered for an electric car here? Please, please. If we're going to do it, yes, please. Because I I think it's absolutely ridiculous that it's gas powered still to this day to begin with in Tomorrowland. But yes. How about anything? Is there anything non IP in um, Animal Kingdom that you could do over and make IP? I mean, could you? Take Kilimanjaro safaris and theme it to the Lion King. You could. You could. I. I mean, I think that's one that's untouchable. Personally, uh, you know. I. You know what? Actually, no. All you have to do is slap National Geographic on the front of it, and boom, you've got an IP. Right? <laughs> you know, that's, Put that on all the trucks. <laughs> yeah, because then you can keep it exactly how it is too. You can just literally paint the square, the yellow square on the side of the truck, like you said, and. It's like, hey, look what Jane Goodall did. And that you're good. You're good. <laughs> now that I like that, I would be fine with, right? Because you're really, you know, you're really not changing the integrity of the attraction. I'm honestly surprised they haven't done that yet, because that's such an easy conversion. Well, you know what? They could pretty much do it throughout the entire park. You know, you could make it a National Geographic park if you wanted to. You know, the whole thing could fall under that. Um, but yeah um i mean you could retheme a lot of things in a lot of different ways even the existing ips you could change to other ips it all depends on like you know i would love to do more marvel stuff but you can't really do that in, in florida um because of existing rules yeah one but, one that would make sense doing i just can't think of what to convert it to but dinosaur that that needs to be converted to something else at this point Indiana Jones. It's already been done. <laughs> no, I mean, just what? Just, just re, just retheme everything in there. I mean, got it. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to do that, you know, more and more. The way they're starting to repeat things across parks because it's easy. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. 
uh personally but but you could you could well there you go so now let's see other things let's go the other direction what's let's take a non-ip that's you know a classic what's sacred what's untouchable as an ip layover is there anything that's untouchable i mean you can't say the haunted mansion because they already do a christmas layover of it in disneyland right and it's awesome. already yeah which is wonderful yeah it is great um but you know throw one out there that is you think is untouchable you couldn't convert it would just ruin the attraction if you introduced an ip um my gut is telling me small world but small world's already had ips added to it in disney oh yeah you're right yeah 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 it's already been done and it's subtle and it works that works very well yeah um i mean you think about i'm thinking about space mountain but they do hyperspace mountain too right which is they do occasionally now but it's it's pretty much done now but yes right yeah the only astral orbiter i know i know that's not necessarily a ride or an attraction we talk a lot about but like (laughs) are you you know it's a you asked for classics right like you asked for classic attractions that might be untouchable i was hoping you'd pick one of your favorites ryan you're close to it with the astral orbiter i I was that was just thinking the same thing carl i I, I want to see if he gets triggered by it the people movers already turned into ip it's already turned into IP because the the TTA has been used now for Disney cartoons and stuff like that. They have Miles from Tomorrowland, um, where you know the, the Transit Authority is what the movie's all about. So that that's the people mover. So that's kind of done already. Well, all of Tomorrowland was turned into a movie. Correct. Yeah, really terrible George Clooney movie. Yes. Maybe not really terrible. I didn't think it was that bad. Mostly it had a good environmental message. It, it it was okay. It was good that it didn't last in theaters. Let's just put it that way. It didn't deserve to last. In it theaters. was kind of hopeful and you know futuristic hopeful. I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. So I'm going park by park in my head right now, like trying to figure out where. Living with the land, I could care less if they retheme that or not, though. If, like, they can keep it how it is and just, I don't know. No, living with the land, they should do WALL-E and do the whole environmental message. You know, we're getting more and more towards WALL-E and that life where we're all just fat and sitting in couches and just being inundated with advertisements. <laughs> you know, they say this get everything right in the future. Man, WALL-E's got some stuff, man. Right? Got some stuff. Um, Spaceship Earth is untouchable. Spaceship Earth is one that's untouchable. You can't, you literally have to gut the entire thing and turn it into something else. And uh, it you can't introduce my point is you can't introduce an IP there without bastardizing the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Spaceship Earth might be the one that you can't touch. Hollywood Studios is filled with IP. Animal Kingdom, you've basically got. The ones that we've already talked about and you could easily turn everest into an ip-based pick one right and and you could easily turn kilimanjaro into national geographic and be fine 
anything else in there I care less about. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So <laughs> it just goes to show how many IPs are actually already being used. Yes. I mean, you even look at Epcot now, right? Like Epcot is the is the is the big one again that everybody talks about. And you look at Epcot, and you've got Three Caballeros, Nemo, Figment, Crush, uh, Ratatouille, Frozen, Test Track, um, Puke, Barf, Puke, Guardians. Barf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Mission Space. Space. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could easily turn that into another Star Wars-based thing if you wanted to, or you could turn that into a, a Guardians of the Galaxy thing if you wanted to, or a Captain Marvel thing if you wanted to. You could do that kind of stuff. Actually, kind of, you could make it pretty cool with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's not use it universal, so I'm, I think Captain Marvel would still be available to Disney. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that would that would modernize that ride something. and change it so much because I'm sorry, that ride's starting to get really dated. I forget it's even there. I don't even talk to talk to customers or clients about it because I just forget it's there. I had one person go, Oh, you didn't tell me about this. We went right after we ate at Space 220. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I was like, that's why I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> oh, brings a whole new meaning to the words IP. Yeah. <laughs> UKED. Uh, well, anyways, um, interesting topic, uh, controversial by some. You know, maybe our listeners could uh, comment on today's show and what their thoughts are about IPs. I think it's interesting because I think it is split down the middle. I think once you start talking about it, you see potential and possibilities. Um, I used to care. I don't care anymore. You know, I don't care because it's, you know, it's all about having a good time. And if they're going to spend millions and millions on buying these IPs as a stock holder, I hope they use them and, and make money off of using them. And let's be honest, right? Like, you're right. Back in the day, maybe we cared. Maybe we all cared. Maybe we're numb to it now because it's all been inundated in our face. But also... I think as I get older and Carl, I don't know, I, without making an old joke at you, maybe as you get older, right? Like, you know, I want my kids to experience it and I want my grandkids to experience it. And I'm sure you do too, right? So if that's the case, got to keep it alive. So right. yeah, spend your money and pump it back into the parks and have that good time. But uh, I think we started this show as a what would Disney be without IPs? And we very quickly realized we just have to talk about why it is IPs because you can't do it without IPs anymore. I don't think you could. I don't think you could have success without without IPs anymore. I think it's well said. I think on that note, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media. On Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney. On Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney. On Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. 
Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.